Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. Tomorrow is the start of NHL free agency, and ESPN.com's Greg Wyshynski has a piece up in which he lists Alex Petrangelo as a Tier 1 free agent, a best bet. And Greg is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Always good to hear your voice, sir. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting day tomorrow is... Uh, we get cracking, but it's going to be one of those things where it's going to, you know, probably carry on for a couple of days before we really know where some of these guys are headed. Where is Petrangelo headed? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, the, the conventional wisdom, I think, is that, you know, the Blues are going to circle back and, and probably, you know, his camp will circle back and, and, and hopefully try to figure out a, a path forward here, even though I think there's a lot of uh, skepticism that, uh, that it can happen. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think the more you look at it, the more you understand that he's the type of free agent that teams are going to make room for. Um, you know, the, I, I think there's a, there's a sense of the, uh, the general managers I've talked to have said, you know, the, the big guys, they're going to get theirs. You know, they're going to get their contracts pretty early. Um, and then it's the middle class of guys that are going to have to worry about exactly how much they're able to squeeze out of free agency because of the flat salary cap, because of the internal budgets of teams due to COVID um, and the lack of revenues coming in. So he's, he's in a decent spot. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what the ultimate marketplace for him is going to be, but I know that for, for someone of his skill set and uh, accomplishments, that there are going to be teams uh, that are going to look to uh, move salary, move heaven and earth to try to create room to get him. Greg, I keep hearing nationally and locally about Vegas, and I look at Vegas's cap situation, and I wonder how. Is there a clear path for Vegas to clear enough cap room to sign a Petro? Well, yeah. I mean, it starts with trading Marc-Andre Fleury and having an intermediary team uh, pick up part of his contract in order to facilitate a trade to a third team. That's that's kind of been the, the thought behind the scenes in a lot of places as to what Vegas is ultimately going to do with Fleury. They're not going to bring him back. I mean, they've, they've signed Robin Lehner to a $5 million a year, five-year contract. He's their guy. The, there's other, you know, veteran goaltending options on the open market. They're going to be cheaper than, than keeping Flurry around at $7 million a season. And then, obviously, they could use that cap hit to try to uh, fill up most of a, of a, of a contract uh, average annual value for someone like Petro, but... Again, that's what made the first day of the draft on Tuesday such a head-scratcher. Like, I really thought that we would see some deals, like we saw, for example, the Toronto Maple Leafs trading away uh, a first-round pick to get Patrick Marlowe off their cap last year. Um, I thought we'd see more of those kinds of trades this year, and we didn't. I mean, everybody kind of made their picks. Vegas made their pick, right? So 
I'm not quite sure what the path forward is for them to try to move Flurry off their cap because that, to me, is is the first step to anything involving Catrangelo is is moving that money off their cap. And uh, and so far, they haven't found any any of the uh, of the teams that would be able to facilitate a deal like that. Say Ottawa or Detroit or Jersey uh, having an appetite to take what they're offering to take Flurry uh, Flurry's contract or at least a part of it off their hands. Greg, let's say Alex Petrangelo can't come to a resolution with the St. Louis Blues and he's out of the equation. How much does removing him from this conversation close the window for the Blues' Stanley Cup championship hopes? Oh, that's a good question. I I, I don't know if it does. Um, I still think that's a really good team um, that uh, that has a lot of talent on its blue line. Um, I do think, though, the thing about, about Alex that's really intriguing as far as him being a, a free agent are those intangibles? I mean, are the leadership qualities that he brings as, as a captain? It's a role that I think a lot of people around the team have been impressed that he's grown into uh, over the years. Um, it's the experience that he has in the postseason. It's the experience that he has in international play. It's, it's all the things that help make him the player that he is. Um, and you remove that from a locker room, and, and you remove a guy that's been there his entire career from an organization, and there, there's a lot of unknowns as to how that those dominoes fall. You know what the ripples are for that 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 situation. Um, I got a column coming up today on uh, the uh, the danger ratings for different free agents and and the the kind of uh, you know pitfalls that might be inherent in re-signing some of these guys or signing some of these guys. And the more you look at his his outlook, the more you realize there's a number of defensemen that are over the age of thirty. Um, that do have some level of decline, but not a steep one until they're about you know 35. You look at players like Brent Burns, uh, Dan the, Dan Boyle, who used to play for the Sharks. Uh, Chris Pronger is a good example too of players that are able to play into their 30s and be effective defensemen. And you know, he, Alex turns 31 in January. He's on the much older side of what you normally see from an unrestricted free agent. But I think anybody who gets them, whether it's the Blues or anyone else, they're going to find themselves in a, with an effective player for maybe like the first four or five years of that deal. And then afterwards, like I said, the intangibles are really the thing that make him uh, an attractive prospect because you're still going to have somebody that you, you want around the team and that brings uh, something to the locker room that goes beyond what he does on the ice. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN.com, with us on 101 ESPN. And before we get to the broader league picture, Greg, I want to ask one more question that I have about the Blues. And I know a lot of fans are hoping that if Petro leaves, that the Blues will immediately go get a free agent to either replace him or supplement the the top six because of Tarasenko's injury. But they have Schwartz coming up unrestricted next year. They like him a lot. Robert Thomas is restricted next year. You've got Bennington coming up as a UFA next year, and then in two years you've got Pareko. Might it be prudent on the Blues' part to get some guys under long-term contracts with that money rather than going out and spending it on another free agent? Well, yeah, I mean, in, in theory, but I mean, they also are going to have um, the, the opportunity to clear out some money too next year. I mean, uh, I'm looking at their cap-friendly page right now, and you know, with all the free agents that they have restricted and unrestricted, it's like $33 million under a flat cap so far. So that's a lot of, of room to operate um, for, for Doug Armstrong. I think the thing about this this offseason, you know, no matter how long or, or short it is for the Blues, is really keeping their eye on the prize. I mean, this is, this is a team that is a veteran team. 
Um, you know, it didn't come together in the bubble playoffs. It didn't come together for a lot of teams in the bubble playoffs for, for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, Doug Armstrong has given a, a few of them in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, it should still be a major push to try to win this year, um, this next season. It, it should be, a, 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 you know, a prudent push in the sense that you don't want to uh, tether yourself to too many contracts that go long term um, with the kind of a financial uncertainty that we face. But one interesting thing um, regarding next season and the contracts that they, they, they haven't that they don't have on their cap right now, uh, the expansion draft. The expansion draft tells you you need to have a certain amount of defensemen and a certain amount of forwards under contract. And uh, as much as I think you'd, you'd want to have as much flexibility as possible uh, going forward, you also have to make sure that you uh, hit those hit those marks uh, in order for the uh, Kraken to uh, pluck one of your players in the expansion draft. That's a really good point, Greg. Uh, Randy mentioned Vladimir Tarasenko's injury, and, and you said that the, the Blues should continue to push while this window's open. But how much do you think the Vladimir Tarasenko injury and the uncertainty surrounding his future is connected to the Petrangelo, potential Petrangelo signing? Because if you have an uncertainty with Vladimir Tarasenko, wouldn't you want to cement another guarantee that you have in Alex Petrangelo? Well, I mean, I think I think you they could very well be linked, but they might not be linked in the way that that you're kind of laying it out. I mean, it could be a situation like we just talked about before, where if you are wary about what Tarasenko's future is going to be, if these uh, if these injuries are chronic um, or, or anything of that nature, then you know you might want to have the flexibility to address that part of your team through the money that you're not committing to a 31 year old defenseman. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky balancing act. It's a lot of sort of predictiveness and, and, uh, and, and theorizing how things could go. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's the offseason. You know, you, 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 I had a, a discussion with a GM the other day who put it like this. He's like, look, you know, I have a decision to make, right? So I walk through one door. And then when I get through that door, I find out there's like five other doors. And then I walk through one of those, and there's like 27 more of those. You know, like, so it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, and, and these, this is why these guys get paid the, big, paid the big bucks, where one decision then can lead to so many other possibilities either opening up or closing for you. And, I mean, that's what's at stake in trying to figure out if they're going to pay the money to bring back Petrangelo uh, to this Blues team. Do you see a team that's going to be particularly active in terms of buying in free agency? Well, it looks like our friends in Net are really starting to get their uh, their ducks in a row. Um, they trade Nick Benino yesterday to, to Minnesota. They buy out uh, Kyle Turris, uh, putting a, an ugly bow around a, a horrible three-way trade that involved Matt Duchesne a few years ago where uh, you know only Colorado, I think, made out the best in that deal. So they're clearing the decks for something, and, and the speculation now is that they are going to be very much in the Taylor Hall sweepstakes um, to try to bring the prized left winger to Nashville. And mm. There is a there's a certain connection there that makes that very intriguing. Uh, John Hines, who used to be the coach of the, of the uh, Devils, uh, is now the head coach of the National Predators. And uh, Taylor Hall has been very very uh, uh, candid about how much he loved playing for Hines. How Hines made him uh, the best player he could be. Won an MVP award under Hines in Jersey. So I think the thought is that um, you know that connection might give them an in. And uh, and you know there, there's a, also a thought that putting him on their second line with Matt Duchesne uh, could create a pretty potent uh, combination there too. So if the money can work and, and the interest is there, I think uh, they're going to be uh, very much hot and heavy for Taylor Hall. But 
they're also clearing some, some significant space that's going to allow them to, to make a, you know, a, a couple of other moves if, if that one doesn't work out. Greg, one more thing, and we get this text from uh, our text line. He would like you to give a guess for Petro in regards to years and dollars. <laughs> well, years and dollars are, are always an intriguing prospect because, it, you know, in a, normal, in a normal life, it's an intriguing prospect. In a situation where you have a flat salary cap and, and uh, um, you know, the, the, the internal budgets of teams being what they are, it's really hard to predict. I mean, it's clearly, I don't think it's going to be what Roman Yossi got. I, I, I think that the, the market forces um, kind of swirling around are going to prevent that from happening. I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be, be between, you know, eight, five and nine potentially. Um, and as far as term goes, I mean, that's really on him. I think there's going to be some places that'll go five years with him. As he's looking to get seven years out of a team, I mean, it's going to limit the market, but one team to keep in mind that I've heard, does have some interest of the Florida Panthers. I don't know if it's one place that he wants to go. They're not a team that necessarily screams Stanley Cup contender to you if that's, you know, top of mind for for Alex. Um, But, you know, trying to uh, play psychologist as to what these guys are thinking, these free agents right now is tough too because, you know, are you looking to go shorter term with the idea that, you know, the economic situation will get better in a few years? Or are you just looking to, you know, strike while the iron's hot if you're, 31 years old and and uh, and try to get as much of a long-term deal someplace as you possibly can. It's it's really really tough to try to game plan anything at this point, not only for the players but also for the teams because of uh, you know the way of the world these days. You're always great. Thanks Greg for the time. We do appreciate it and enjoy these first few days of free agency. Have fun. You got it. Thanks for having me. See you later. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN.com on 101 ESPN.